Good evening, dummies. Episode 186, Monday, July 12th, 6.37 p.m. I've got my handy dandy pencil. This thing goes with me everywhere. This was here on the first show. It... I'm just kidding. That's supposed to happen. I have beat this thing to hell. This is half the pencil. The, le- the lead is still there. I drag my, nail, uh, drag my nail across this thing when I talk and wear a nub and then uh, eventually just split. And then this is the end that I keep just destroying. Obviously, it's not uh, focused, but you can just assume this is like a transformer pencil. It goes back together. This has been with me, and I, I will lament the day when it disappears, and eventually it will. It'll break. Now, the eraser is the hard part because it's got to just write. Pencil back together, folks. It's like a magic trick, only better. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. What are we talking about tonight? Paging Dr. Hook and Claw. Dentists, every dentist, I don't care who it is, whether it was Dr. O or Dr. Sorrel when I was a kid or my current doctor, Dr. Ehrmantraut. What a great name, Ehrmantraut. Watch Breaking Bad. It's a she. Uh, She's from India, I believe, or Pakistani. Sorry. And she's awesome. She's quick-witted. She's smart. She's intelligent. I love her as a doctor. She hasn't even worked on my teeth yet. She's just awesome. And she helped me with my abscess. And then they sent me to a, I, I don't know what it's called. It's not an endocrinologist, but let's just say that's what it is. An orthodologist, an orthodenture strategist. Anyway, I'll go into the whole story, but the whole point is, is that every doctor, no matter what their name is behind their back, it's Dr. Hook and Claw. They are just the worst, like lawyers, cab drivers, truck drivers, politicians, and dentists are on my list. But I'm going to tell you a story. This is You've heard about my back. I've told you about my story. I've told you about the damage to my back and how I recovered. I told you about the habitual need for narcotics in opiates because that was a tough struggle, and then which led to addiction. I've told you about my struggle with weight after that and having to get myself back to a reasonable shape and taking care of my body. Well, this is now teeth folks. I'm a broken mess. I'm like weapon X, you know, without the snickety snickety. I, I've got more metal in my body than, than a porn star in an orgy at a vivid conference. I, I don't, that didn't work. I've got more metal in my body than, Of a C3PO. That's more copper. Shit. That's a metal. Copper's a metal, folks. You almost got away with it. I'm sure he's got copper wiring in there. He's got more metal in his body than. Oh, I got it. I got it. Spinal tap. Metal in their body. Get it? No, whatever. Fine. I know Still Point appreciated the joke, but sorry about the porn star comment. It's the only one I can think of. And, and what, how do I know what Vivid Entertainment is? Folks, listen, I'm a man, number one. Number two, Thousand Oaks, California is where the capital of the porn industry is. And I lived in Ventura, which is like 25 miles away. Plus, at Game Crazy, every time we had a conference in Las Vegas, the Adult Entertainment Expo, the Adult Video Awards was right next door. We never moseyed over there. Of course not. That would have been inappropriate in the workplace anyway. So we're going to talk about dentists. And if you don't really like the dentist, you're going to want to turn this off. I'm going to show you photos. I'm going to show you what my teeth look like. They were horrible after my accident. It was bad, folks. But there's a there's a rainbow at the end of this story. 
It has nothing to do with a dentist or what they do for you, but my outlook on life and how it's given me the courage to go and get my teeth fixed where they somewhat look respectable. Hold on a second. Hayden, come here. This is my daughter. She just got home at 640. I figured, but just come here. Like now. I'm rec- I'm recording and you're interrupting. Yes, so she, here's my daughter. She's going to be a part of it. Get over here. Okay. This is too good of an intro. I mean, I made a joke. You're in the, you know to go to that side. You know, you, okay. Why do you keep walking by my door? What do you want? Why are you out of breath? Did you like literally walk five feet? Say hi to everybody. Hi. Say hi, don't unfriend me. Hi, dummies. Hi, dummies. Is that it? All right, get out of here. Stop, <laughs> stop coming by my door. And what's up with the noise out there? Are you re- re- reconstructing the kitchen and building something? I, I so if I was going to say that person has more metal in their body versus who would you come up with? got to get back in picture so they can see you. It's a quiz. They have more. <sighs> Seriously. Okay. That, that person has more metal in their body than. The body of a gun. That's not bad. It's not really good. Let's try it again. They have more metal in their body than. Us. The metal robot. The metal robot dude. What was he called? I, I Son of a. <gasps> oh. Hold on, folks. They have more metal in their body than. Mechagodzilla. Correct. High five. <laughs> Mechagodzilla is the right answer. Get out of here. Leave. Say bye. Bye. All right, folks. That's what I have to tolerate. My daughter. Love you. We've got the whole world in China's hands. We've got the whole, is that not the way the song goes? We've got the whole world in China's hands, but we seem to. We are going to have an Olympics in Japan, and already we're getting a glimpse from the U.S. soccer team. And, of course, Megan Raboni or whatever the hell, Raponi or Caponi or needs attention-y, whatever the hell her name is, has already begun. And we know this is going to happen. We saw this with the... Hammer toss. We we know there's going to be demonstration. We know they're going to resist this. And that's fine. Honestly, I don't want to force people to do anything. But there is a common good. And if we take a knee or shun the flag in front of China and other countries that want to do us harm, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're going to talk about that tonight and why it's important not to. My daughter's a kick. She's fun. That's Hayden, by the way. She's pretty cool. Hit me with your best shot. Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. No, I won't do a Pat Benatar sound clip. But COVID, COVID has some more issues. And what's funny is that if you go in the CDC, the World Health Organization, the Medical Journal, pretty much anywhere, even GoodRx, and look up the symptoms and the after effects of the COVID shot, they're all the same ones. And there's nothing about these randoms that we're seeing. You know, the... 1,000 people out of 1.2 million. Are those good odds? Well, it's pretty rare. But the point is, shouldn't they be there so we can make an educated decision? Are we kinney, Are we the guinea pigs? Are they testing on us? 
There's a lot here. Also, an article that I saw on CNN. This is going to be a fun show. I hope you stick around. I think this is going to be one of the best. My daughter made it. And that adult porn star joke was also funny. Kind of sets the tone. Make sure you get your hepatitis C shots, folks. If dentists make all their money from bad teeth, why in the fuck should we uh, use toothpaste that 8 out of 10 dentists recommend? Exactly. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Eight forty-two. Yes, there's some vape remnants from my commercial, folks. Some of you won't stick around till the end, and that's okay. Some of you might have heard the f bomb or the porn joke and decided to jump ship already. I hope you didn't. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the hostess with the mostess, and I'll be walking you through this amazing excursion tonight. Before we get started, at the end of this video, there is a new outro, and I figured I would show it to you. It is pretty cool. Aleko's Designs was messing around, added a little bit of still point and some cool effects, and this is what it looks like. I was going to make you wait to the end, but for you people who are already jumping ship, here it is so you can enjoy it. so cool like i love the effects i hope you enjoyed that folks you don't get to see it again you have to wait it's kind of like seeing the marvel cinematic teaser at the end for the next film you have to sit through the sticky popcorn and the kids with their feet up talking incessantly you just don't get to see the final clip of and that is unless you go to youtube or facebook or everywhere else after the thursday showing where it spoils it for everybody folks welcome to don't unfriend me dummies who the heck are the dummies well the dummies are a very prestigious group those are the don't unfriend me's it is an acronym and barstool sports has their stoolies we have our dummies and here you are fantastic to have our dummies here but then we have our dum-dums the Dusty Dinkelmans of the world. These are the people who come in, just want to argue for the argument's sakes, will never change their mind on anything, and really have nothing of value other than what CNN or Fox tells them. These are the dum-dums. If you're labeled a dum-dum, you're going bye-bye. Pretty easy. Folks, where can you find me? Well, obviously, you're watching me somewhere right now or listening on a podcast, but I also have a video cast, and I do have a just a podcast. I like to do the video too. It's fun. I show you cool pictures once in a while and you get to see my ugly mug tell you all about the show and what's going on. Don'tunfriendme.com. You can visit us. Real simple. Head on over to and you can see the videos. You can see blog posts. You can hear me on podcast. Pretty simple there. And also my tags are down below. Give me a follow, like, share, and subscribe right down right over here. You're going to see a little red envelope on YouTube. Click it hit subscribe on YouTube. If you're a Facebook fan, most of you are, there's 22,000 of you now, head over to YouTube for me, just real quick, and just hit like on the latest video and subscribe. We're trying to get those numbers up. I'm trying to expand into YouTube now. It's a lot more difficult, and I would appreciate it, and God will save a puppy. Paging Dr. Hook and Claw. Folks, I go to the dentist once every lunar eclipse. Eclipse, not an eclipse. See, that's how rare it is. A lunar eclipse is when I go, I don't go to the dentist. I think the last time I've been is almost five years. And there's a couple reasons why. I'm terrified of the dentist. 
I've had nine root canals. I have three crowns in my head. I have pulled five teeth. Six, six, seven teeth have been pulled. I don't have gum disease. I don't have bad brushing habits. I just have calcium deposits in my teeth, and I have really weak spots versus hard spots, and that is because I drank a ton of soda and sugary substances and didn't take care of my teeth when I was younger. But I have literally been in the dentist chair my whole life. And I'm not asking you to play the violin for me, but I will tell you, I had more work done in the first three years going to the dentist than most people have in their entire life. I've had implants that have failed. I've had screws put in my teeth. I have veneers. I have caps. I have crowns. I have two bridges. It's bad. In my head is a smorgasbord of hell. This is my latest photograph. If you take a look in the right-hand portion of the pic, you'll see this dark shaded area. That's your jawbone. Now, immediately go over to the left, and you see that big bone right there? Yeah, I don't have one on my right side. That bone has been removed, and that was from an accident. You can see the scarring. It's not here. It's actually right here, the indention where there's no jawbone in my mouth. All those dark spots are either fillings or caps or crowns or root canals. If you can see the white root, my teeth were a mess. It all started when I got my first sip of Pepsi at my aunt and uncle's house. I was hooked. I was doing doing 12 cans a day at one point, just drinking as much as I could. As people are on Red Bull, I was on soda. It was horrible. It changed my body forever, and it was an absolute nightmare. If I show you a couple of pictures, please don't judge. It really doesn't offend me. I just don't want to hear it. I know how bad they were. Let me tell you why my teeth look like this. I went into the military. And one of the benefits of the military is you immediately have your wisdom teeth pulled, no matter if you need it or not. And if they haven't come in yet, they're going to go get them anyway. They pull those, they get them out of your teeth. Everyone goes through it who have not had them removed already. So in the middle of boot camp, I had four of them removed. Now, here's the problem. It's like when you got a haircut. You can't just say, hey, take a one on the sides, bring it up to a mid-fade, and go ahead and trim the top into a faux hawk. Thanks, sir. Right down the middle. Everyone gets the same haircut. Same thing is with the dentist. They don't care that my roots are abnormally deep into my jaw. Abnormally deep. It's very difficult for me to go numb. numb. In fact, most of my work from the dentist, I have felt in one way, shape, or form. And most of the time when they're drilling, I have to tell them, just go through it. Keep going. As I grip the handle and I sweat profusely, it's horrible. And the reason why is because if they give me any more, they could kill me. They only give me a certain amount. The problem is, is that my body metabolizes things like that so quickly that when they give it to me, I start to unnumb while I should be at the peak of being numb. It's horrible. So imagine being in the military and I'm like, sure, can you please be careful because I'm not entirely yank, 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 four teeth, the most horrible, painful disgusting experience of my life. Anybody who is disgusted, just wait. Now, the thing is, is that when you're in boot camp, they don't want to do all the crowns and the caps and the porcelain and the realignment. You do that when you get to your duty station. They wait. If you're going overseas, there's some basic things they have to do. Basic, which is fix all the major problems with temporary temporary solutions. They drill the cavity out and they fill it with a temporary filling. It's white, it's pasty, it gets hard. They glow it with a little UV light and then it hardens. Now, if it seems like I know a lot about dental work, my dentist, Dr. Trout, said this the other day when I was in her seat. 
Matt, why don't you just go and get your degree? You actually know more than just about anyone I've heard about dentistry anyway. You're already halfway there. Thank you. Absolutely not a chance. But the point is, is that I went overseas and went to Japan and then served my did my service over there. I did not really go to the dentist after that. These temporaries would last a couple years. Went ahead and did what I did. I occasionally went to the dentist, et cetera, et cetera. And then I had my injury. And the extent of the injury that I had, there were so many other things to take care of versus my teeth, including doing implants in this front area here because those teeth were completely destroyed. I had to get... Uh, um, crowns put on the front. I had to get pens put in. I had to put, they had to put posts in my teeth. I mean, it was bad folks. So here I am getting ready to out process and go into college, have no insurance, have no money. I'm a transitioning military guy. I've got nothing. I don't even have a couch. And they, I dropped myself in the middle of Torrington, Wyoming to go to school. And it's about as small as it sounds. There is no VA. Closest one is in Cheyenne. I didn't have a car. A lot of excuses why not to go. The point is, is that every single tooth had some work that needed to be done. And all of that temporary work had fallen out. Here's the first photo. These are the teeth that I had to work with. Missing teeth, broken teeth, decaying teeth. The front ones are at the bottom here on eight and nine. And you can see how horrible they were. Work that had been done was just rotted out to the core. And this is funny. This is after or before or after I stopped drinking soda. Here's another photo. Again, not one tooth in my head that resembled anything like a tooth. It literally looks like Jaws from 007, if you remember that guy. Here's some of my undercarriage. And here's the last one of my back teeth. Folks, I didn't have any teeth left. Every tooth in my head was rotten. And here is the bill for just to get stabilized. That's to get your teeth filled. That's not all the crowns. That's not the other root canals, the pulling, the implants. $16,000. Here I am a kid. I'm not making any money. I'm in college. $16,000. The VA said, well, you had a chance to get it done. You didn't. And this is the time that the VA turned everyone down back then, no matter what. Back in 95 to 99 to actually up to 2010, they treated vets like absolute dog shit. So here we are. So what did I have to do? Well, I had to swallow and bite the proverbial bone and go in and just grin and bear it. Found a couple good doctors, and I realized some things is that these dentists aren't horrible. They're not evil. But today was interesting because I talked to Dr. Airman Trout and I told her, listen, I want a good experience. I don't want to be ridiculed. I understand that my teeth are still not perfect, but overall compared to where they were, look at these pictures. Thank you very much. They look better. That's why I don't smile a lot. People think I'm grumpy. It's actually an insecurity, folks. But here's the thing. I have to go, and I have a bridge here, which are three, it's, a, it's three fake teeth with porcelain and metal around them, and they stick on two posts of a teeth so that one in the middle that was pulled looks like you have a tooth there. It's a bridge. It's permanent. It's not a removable bridge. Well, this is where I got my abscess. So they had to go in and remove the jawbone. Now they were to go in with a laser today, go up inside there and replace and put some stuff in there to make the jawbone a little bit more you know, secure so it didn't break into the sinus canal because the roots are so deep. Now, I'm going into a lot of detail here for a reason because I first thing I do is I walk into this dentist's office with my family and they're coming with me 
because they want to be able to drive me home after the anesthetic and the happy gas that I'm going to be on most assuredly. And as we walk in, they say, masks, please. And we're like, listen, we've all been vaccinated. Of course, we're going to say that. And they're like, it doesn't matter. The CDC, I said, I'm not going to get into it. I don't, I don't really care. Fine. Give me a mask. Then we go, I go back to the chair and I say, ma'am, do you have a place where I conceal my firearm? I have concealed carry. And I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Do you have a desk drawer? I could put it. And she goes, no, just place it right here on the counter. And I said, no, that's not going to work. I'm not going to scare anybody or have the police called. Can you please tell me where to secure it? We secure it. And as I look over adjacent to where I'm putting it, I see this photograph. I'll blow it up for you. You can see that there is a ton of equipment, including root canal files. Those are the things where you see the yellow looks like cheese, and there's a bunch of little what looks to be like uh, acupuncture nails in there. What is that? Well, those are the files that they shove down into the root and expand the root so they can get out all the nerves. And they start with a very small and then slowly expand to larger ones as they repeatedly shove it down your freaking tooth. It is horribly painful and sucks. Root canals are not fun. I've had enough of them where these damn things, I'd rather have them shove them into my eye. But here's the problem. They're not packaged. They're not sealed. And they're just randomly shoved into something covered with body oil, dark fingerprints, and it's disgusting. If you think that's bad, wait till I zoom into this part. Take a look at that little... Uh, gauze there, which actually has been used. You can see all the little perfect squares and lines and the fibers, and there's a dark color to it. And if you look at all the tools, none of them are bad. None of them have been sterilized. And all of this shit is about to go into my mouth. So as I see that, I then go and I look even closer and past the files. There is this gooky, yellow stained, crusty substance that you could literally scrape off, which looked like dried honey or blood or something else sitting there. And there are the hooks that they are going to use on my mouth laying on that counter and aren't sealed. Needless to say, I flipped my shit. The first question I asked was, ma'am, can you answer me one question? Yes, she says. So Dr. Airman Trout told me this was going to be a laser procedure where they were going to go through the side of my jaw and go through the roots that way. Therefore, they didn't have to go through my bridge. He said, no, we're going to drill through your $3,000 bridge that's made of porcelain and metal, and we're going to use the files to do the root canal through that. And I said, that's interesting, considering that the tooth that they did this on was basically a nub. There was nothing left, and those files couldn't reach the roots because they were so deep. How are you going to do that with a metal bridge? Mr. Spear, we know what we're doing. You just have to trust us. No, I don't. First of all, your area is unsafe and unsanitary. It's disgusting. Second, this was supposed to be a laser. Third, I'm leaving. Folks, why do I tell you all this? Is this to be dramatic? No, it's important because there's people out there that are terrified of the dentist, and this is why. And if I had it my way, I would never go back. Not just to that dentist, any dentist. The dentist is not fun. I've never truly enjoyed going, even the first time, whether it's for teeth cleaning or a cavity filling or the probability of this statement changing in any way, shape, or form is slim to none, no matter how many little toys they give me out of the elephant wicker box. The problem is, is that I know it feels good to have your teeth clean and you can rub your tongue across them and it just feels amazing and bright and white, but I don't get that amazing feeling. The dentist scared me 
for a large portion of my life. Thanks to Little Shop of Horrors, Steve Martin plays a truly terrifying dentist. And at some point, I thought of being a dentist because I didn't want other kids to be afraid of the dentist like I was. I actually told my mom, hey, maybe I can be a dentist. And that didn't work out. I'm doing the show and a few other things. But here are the 10 reasons why the dentist is definitely not on my top 10 favorite places to go. And the reason why I didn't become a dentist is because by the time I got to an age to start training and going to school, I utterly loathed and despised them where I never wanted to be associated with them. Number one, foreign tools being jabbed at your gums. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm under the assumption that humans do not enjoy having their gums scraped and stabbed at. I suppose it is necessary to prevent disease and to promote healthy teeth, but still, in addition to the pointy things you're placing in my mouth, you're also putting water in my mouth and then sucking it out. These tools seem a little strange. This definitely sounds like an invention made by someone who just likes to prod and poke at people's mouth and piss them off. Bill Cosby has a wonderful, if we can actually refer Bill Cosby, since he's now you know one of the most hated men in America, but has a great skit on the dentist if you haven't seen it. Number three, nagging. I know that it's your job to remind me that certain practices that I like to pretend that I do, but we should just cut out the middleman and stop pretending that I do. I do not floss every day. Sometimes I forget. I brush my teeth twice a day, and when I run out of mouthwash, it might take me a couple weeks to buy some to replace it. Sometimes I use Johnny Walker or Yukon Jack. You might think that you sound caring, but in reality, you make me feel like a bad person for being normal. Just so you know, every time I leave the dentist cavity free, well, it's like any other time because I have never had a good visit and never left cavity free, ever. For the flossing thing. When I tell you that I floss every day, please just know that I'm lying. In my mind, flossing is observed for trying to get food out from between my teeth with a toothpick, but that's not quite the same thing. Also, I have never understood why bleeding around the gums during a cleaning makes you question my flossing habits. I say how sharp that tool was might be the reason it's bleeding. I think we all know why there is blood, and it's not because I don't stick a garrote in between my teeth. Strange toothpaste flavors. The last time I went to the dentist, I could have sworn that the flavor of the toothpaste tasted like birthday cake. I'm not sure what the actual flavor was, but it's not a taste I want to associate with a dentist. I am a 47-year-old man. I would like some grown-up toothpaste, please. Strange sounds that you can't quite place. I hate it when the dentist or dental hygienist walks away and you hear strange clanging sounds. The soft whispers and whimpers of helpless children doesn't put me in the best of moods either. Can we get some partitions? Why does the person have to be right next to me like we're in boot camp together? Waiting rooms. I hate waiting for things that I do not want to do. Again, I know that dental health is important, but I swear that time slows in the waiting room. That time is slowed considerably when you are surrounded by only magazines to read that are all four years old and all about women's health. Eight, the prize box. I think it's really utter bullshit that only children get a prize for having a successful dentist visit. Parents have to tolerate this. Parents have to pay for those freaking braces. Why don't they get a reward? I want a reward for not having cavities if that ever happens or having an awesome brushing technique when you have me demonstrate in the mirror my brushing technique and ridicule me and say, Mr. Spear, that was a good boy. Here you go. Pick a little prize from the elephant. Adults really don't want to get enough credit for doing boring shit. We want responsible credit. We want to hear that we have perfected and mastered the brushing technique or that we were good little boys and girls, whatever that may feel like. 
nine, numbing. When I need serious dental work done, which is every freaking time, I truly appreciate the fact that you can't get me numb in my mouth. You will shoot and then say, okay, Mr. Spear, that's enough. Can you still feel this? Uh-huh, I can. All right, let's go ahead and drill. Wait a second, what? You just asked me if I could feel it. I could feel, oh no, you're just feeling the pressure. No, it's considerable and I feel it. What I do not like is when you get caught up doing something else and forget that you numb my mouth and have to stick me with the needle again because you went off and screwed around for 25 minutes with the other patient who's more important than me and my mouth then is feeling unnumb. So you start drilling and it's, ah, ow, and then you go back in and shoot it. Number 10, attempted conversations. Thank you for taking an interest in my life. It makes the fact that I don't want to be here less awkward, but silence is okay sometimes. I don't know what you learned in dental school, but I think you should have taken communication class. First rule, I can't answer you with your hand in my fucking mouth. I can't answer you when that stupid thing is in my mouth. I can't answer you like Bill Cosby said. I can't talk. I can't rinse. I can't drink. Hell, I can't do anything. But you want to sit here and have an epitaph. You want to have a conversation that's longer than the freaking declaration. I don't want to talk to you. Just get my freaking tooth fixed and stop getting up and leaving so I can get out of here as fast as fucking possible. But all kidding aside, the number one thing, and this is number 11, actually, it's embarrassment. It's perhaps the, perhaps the most common concern voiced by people who haven't been to a dentist in a very long time, and I'm one of them. Dentists aren't evil. They're not really doctors. I don't know why we call them doctors, but they're not evil. They're actually pretty good people, and they want to take care of you. And out of the handful that I have met who are scumbags, it's a rarity. Most dentists are extremely kind now. But there's this vicious circle of dental phobia. Whatever caused the phobia initially, be it painful or traumatic experience, hurtful remarks, or something else leads to avoidance. The resulting lack of dental care, it really has a bad effect on your oral health. And at some stage, the result of this perceived neglect becomes so embarrassing that it makes it impossible to see a dentist, even when in pain. Reasons to feel embarrassed. The state of your teeth, having let things get this bad, being judged, your lack of oral hygiene, not having seen a dentist for a long time, or being, being fearful. But nowadays, most dentists realize that admonishing people is a surefire way of keeping them away. You'll find that many dentists now try to make dental appointments a positive experience for all their patients. This means that your dentist is here to support you, give you options, and help you feel happy about your teeth. Again, Dr. Ehrman Trout did it for me. She's amazing. Made me feel comfortable. Even though I know she was probably looking at me and saying, holy shit, this guy looks like Slug from Goonies. They aren't that bad. As always, beware. There is still the old school dentist around who sees lecturing as a good way of frightening people into compliance. Here's an example. Dr. O. The greatest dentist I've ever had, maybe minus Airman Trout, but I got to see how she works. But right now, her stage presence is awesome. But Dr. O, homosexual, amazing guy. Not that it matters, but I figured I would tell you. Gayer than a $3 bill, but just the coolest dude in the world. And he loved, he, we just got along. He's like, oh my God, you know, you got tattoos. You're the military guy. I wish I could have been in the military. Can you take me out and go shoot something so I can be alpha for five minutes? But I'm so beta. You know, he, it's just a good dude. But he also took care. One time, this freaking alpha doctor, 6'4", just a horrible dick. He had nose hair and ear hair. And I swear to God, this guy lived to rip out teeth. Well, they had to extract a tooth. They had just done some reconstruction around the front eye tooth and the back 
incisor and they had to pull one of my teeth and the doc said listen this guy's gonna be really careful he'll take care of you we won't have any damage we won't have to go back and redo what we just fixed don't sweat it let's go get that tooth pulled man the guy literally walked in opened up my mouth didn't say one damn word three seconds later didn't even check if i was numb yanked my head back and forth like i never had popped it out and i heard smash shatter and crack as the two teeth that had just been built back up smashed into a thousand pieces my entire freaking mouth was full of composite from these teeth that were fake. I literally felt, I don't know what rape feels like. It has to be a horrible experience and I don't want to compare it to that, but I felt violated. Maybe what it feels like to be robbed. I literally felt violated. Like this guy just came and took something from me and I was in shock afterwards. It hurt like a son of a bitch and I am tougher than hell. Guys like that don't exist. But what I love is Dr. O heard about it from the nurse as I was sitting there shaking. And he comes around. He goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And he goes, man, that must have been horrific. I've seen you take three hours of pain, hardly numb. What did he do? And I opened up my mouth. And all of a sudden, Dr. O comes around the corner. And I have never heard a gay man so freaking pissed off in my life. You listen, you son of a bitch. Don't you ever, you just whore, treat my people like that again. I swear to God, I'll bitch slap you. I'll claw your fucking eyes out. I mean, Dr. O went off. There are plenty of great dentists out there. So even though I joke and I jest, those people are archaic and they're being shoved out of the game because there's no bedside manner. They're the most hated people in the world. The last thing you need is to be justified in that hate. But like I said, it's become completely rare. Someone like that, it just doesn't happen. Just keep on searching. Your insurance takes other people. There are plenty of dentists who know how hard it is to make the first step and you'll be happy to support you. They'll be happy to support you on your way. The psychological embarrassment is just that. Not everyone who has bad teeth is embarrassed about visiting the dentist. You may envy those who seem to be able to visit a dentist without a care in the world, but embarrassment doesn't really have its advantages. Easy to embarrass people do have a tendency to believe that others see them as somehow inadequate. And that's your own psychosis. Stop being a wimp. But it's easy for me to say, I went because I was terrified. You are embarrassed. But I understand both because at times I felt embarrassment too. The good news is that uh, this mortification is mostly in your own mind. People who are easily embarrassed also tend to be more selfless and cooperative and onlookers interpret expressions of embarrassment as a sign that a per person is pro-social. So although embarrassment is a painful emotion, it serves an important social function. Showing embarrassment sends out a signal that you're sensitive to social rules and concern that you've kind of transgressed backwards. And dentists want to see and feel that. They want to know that the work that they're doing isn't going to have to be replaced in a year. So having that deference is a good thing. Embarrassment saves face and makes people, including the dentist, like and forgive you. This is a good thing. Even at the time you experience it, you may feel mortified. Some of the other reasons in recent years, perfect teeth have become a lot more common on TV and in the movies. Everyone gets them capped. Everyone looks like Ryan Reynolds. We're constantly exposed to these images of perfection. Even people who have nice teeth may feel inadequate when comparing themselves to actors or newsreaders. The fact, and dare we say it, the mouth is an erogenous zone and also doesn't help when it comes to shame and embarrassment. Sometimes people keep it closed, including me. Here's what it comes down to. Every time at the end of the show, I always say, hey, give me a call, Veteran Crisis Hotline. If you have a veteran who has some problems, please call me. Same thing. Any veteran who's worried about getting their teeth done, the VA is not cooperating, call me. I have people that I can get you in contact with, and the VA will step up. It is so much better since Donald Trump took office. 
but also the fact that I can walk you through some of the things. You don't have to have it all done today. You can take your time. There's a lot of limits. People have a uh, a deductible in like $2,000 each year. That's enough to get a ton of work done, to at least get you out of pain, and that doctor will work with you. There's so many things you can do. So please, I'm here for you, and uh, all it takes is a quick phone call. Remember, dentists aren't horrible people, and I am one of the people who should know. I have been through every situation. There's nothing in my mouth that they didn't do from a dentist perspective at least once. So relax, go see the dentist, have a Coke and a smile, and then immediately brush your teeth because Coke is horrible for your teeth. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. The Food and Drug Administration is reportedly expected to administer a new warning on the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine and a possible link to the Jillian Barre, or Barre, a rare autoimmune nerve disorder. The Washington Post, citing four individuals familiar with the matter, said the warning is expected after about 100 cases of Jillian Barre occurred against a backdrop of nearly 12.8 million Johnson & Johnson vaccine recipients. Johnson & Johnson has been in the talks with the FDA and other regulators over the rare cases the company said in a statement on Monday. But here's the interesting thing. What does this mean? Why are people so resistant to this COVID vaccine, this shot? Why is it split down the middle between Trump supporters and Biden supporters? Well, it's really not. Can I be honest with you? Myself, I don't care if Trump won or not. I still wasn't getting the vaccine. And I think a lot of people are with me. We are not comfortable with not having trials. We are suspect anyway. We don't trust our government. And why not? Because we don't trust the media who's pushing the narrative. I put this up on Don't Unfriend Me. And folks, listen, dummies, I'm a little disappointed in y'all. This only has like 200 shares and, and likes. I've had stupid ones that are completely ridiculous that are up in the tens of thousands. Please share this. This is legitimate. These are two articles that were taking a few months apart. President Trump is the title is wrong in so many ways about hydrochloroquine studies. And here are the facts by Elizabeth Cohen on Saturday, April 11th, 2020. Just a few months later, there was the title of this. Study finds hydrochloroquine may have boosted survival. Period. There was nothing else. This was July 3rd by the exact same doctor, Elizabeth Cohen. Literally, just a few minutes later, they decided, two hours and seven minutes later, to change the title to be more in line with their narrative. And now states, study finds hydrochloroquine may have boosted survival, but, here comes the dismissive statement, other researchers have doubts. Why is this okay? How many times have we seen this? Where we read the news one day, and it's about Trump, and then Trump goes away, and then all of a sudden, they backpedal. And we say, well, Trump was right. I can count 40, 50 times that I've been doing this show where Trump says something and then literally six months later, he's absolutely right. Doesn't anyone find that odd? Doesn't anyone find that stressful? Well, it certainly bothers Republicans because if you're lying about that, what else are you lying about? And considering that this happens on a daily basis, what does the CDC say? Well, let me tell you. COVID-19 vaccines are still being tested for long-term side effects. Did you hear that? And as more people continue to be vaccinated, the CDC and FDA will be watching very closely. I feel so safe that you're going to be watching closely as I die or grow a freaking elbow out of my head or have heart rhythmia or have a blood clot in my brain and die that you're going to watch me with a number. You're not watching me. You're just going to look at the results. 
That's like trying to stop gun violence and black youth death after it's already been done by looking at the stats. CDC scientists and medical professionals will be continuously reviewing vaccine safety and taking action if needed, as they did with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and the small risk of rare blood clots. Certainly not a small risk to the people who got them. But even though we are still learning about COVID-19 vaccine, here's what we do know for sure. Getting sick with COVID-19 is dangerous. We know that COVID-19 can cause long-term health problems, even in mild cases. And knowing this, it's unlikely that we will find any vaccine-related side effects that are riskier than actual having COVID-19. You don't fucking know that. You don't know that. So in other words, we're the experiment. That's what they're saying. Go to the sites, go to the CDC, the Mayo Clinic, the Medical News, the GoodRx, the World Health Organization, the HHS. None of them list the actual side effects that are being discussed in small quantities, but still a part of the equation. How about some of these? Cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, blood clots, the Jillian Barre GBS. It's nowhere to be found anywhere, not as a possible side effect. Even on the charts that show the cases in the infinitesimal level where they would have up to 98% of people feel pain during the shot. 98% of the people feel pain. Well, duh, you're getting shot. Pretty safe to assume. Like when you eat a freaking Big Mac, a shake, and freaking two large fries, and then go on the Matterhorn or the Colossus roller coaster, you're going to puke. About 98% of the people would. But they should still have it listed. How about fertility issues? How about severe allergic reactions? How about facial drooping or signs like cerebral palsy? Heart inflammation, blood clots, passing out. It doesn't make much sense why they're not listed. If the CDC is truly doing what they said they were going to do, they would list these on all of the side effects on all the sites, but they are on none. You can't find any of these. How about my body, my choice? I keep hearing people say that. Now, this was used for a long time. This has been around what seems to be a millennia, but it's interesting, isn't it? Would Republicans have a better platform by all getting the shot and then challenging the people to stop having abortions or at least have the conversation. Instead of saying my body, my choice, aren't you dignifying what they say? Aren't you saying, yes, we agree with you. It's your body, your choice, because that's what they're going to use against us. They're going to say, well, remember with COVID shots, you didn't want to get it because my body, my choice. Democrats, though, have no problem being hypocrites. Their defense is my abortion hurts nobody. You not getting the shot hurts me. My response to these fucking people is, how about the baby you murdered? And if you get protected by the shot, aren't you protected? And if not, why don't you just put on a mask? So let's dive deeper into the truth and find out about it. This news headline, vaccination can end the coronavirus, but public has to be willing to change its pandemic ways. I really want to speak to that. Willingness to participate is based on trust. And this rogue Marxist government of Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Chucky Schumer hardly instills any trust from me. If Americans are unwilling to participate, then they must be forced to comply. Biden is tossing out the term mandate as it applies to wearing these ineffective masks to hopefully prevent the spread of the China virus. But we also see the idea of a mandate being extended to include these experimental vaccines that may or may not be useful, but could be harmful to the ones submitting to it. The very term mandate rests on the utilitarian principle that, quote, the right course of action is that which serves the best interests of the greater number of people, or, as Karl Marx framed it, from you according to your ability to you according to your need. In other words, 
what can you do for the state? For the American Marxist Party today, which has to be a lot of liberals and Democrats, unfortunately, that implies collectivism. Can't we all just get along? Unity or getting along as Democrats term it means submission to their dogma without compromise or discussion. The word Islam, by the way, means submission. 50% of free-thinking Americans have not yet condemned themselves to become slaves to the state. We can still opt out, as they say. And the pro-abortion crowd, as we have heard, has said, my body, my choice. Does that not also apply to having one's body injected with foreign substances that nearly half of Americans don't trust or want? Or does it only apply to pregnant women coerced into agreeing with infanticide simply to solve their problem of making a poor decision? If this untested experimental drug is so wonderful, why should it be mandated? Ask yourselves these questions. Number one, if you are vaccinated, can you still spread COVID-19? And the answer is yes. Number two, how long does the experimental vaccine last? They don't know. The CDC has confirmed that some reinfections have occurred after vaccination. True or false? This is true. Does the experimental vaccine provide an immunity stronger than natural immunity? They don't know. Five, will revaccination be required if the experimental vaccine mutates to evade the vaccine's intended purposes? No answer. Is there the slightest outside chance that the RNA experimental vaccine can alter or affect one's own DNA to create illnesses in the future or even turning folks into creepy or something worse than what they currently are? I'm just asking. You might think up more questions yourself. Collected statistics reveal a close 50-50 split between those Americans eagerly wanting to infect themselves with the experimental vaccine and as many who ardently refuse to do so. Consider this important number, one that is rarely discussed publicly. If the deaths of nearly 500,000, half a million, Americans can be attributed to the China virus, including a Florida motorcycle rider in a collision and a parcel of gang hoodlums in blue cities for COVID-19-related lead poisoning, how does that explain why the 1.3 million folks who died here last year of tuberculosis not trigger a pandemic warning? Right. I'll let you think about that for a minute. Three times the number of deaths for TB, yet there is no warning. I don't recall a mask-wearing mandate being required for that epidemic or pandemic, do you? And we were wearing masks, so why didn't it stop it? No matter, most of them were probably people who were unreported and uh, were classified as COVID-related deaths anyway. This is the thing. Those deaths matter to me because that's what's about to flow over into our southern border under this Biden administration. China will have unfettered access to our borders. When we open borders, it brings chaos. Not only the possibility of drugs and terrorists, but viruses. It's not difficult to bring a mass-killing agent into the United States. It just takes one person with a plan. We have to stop making it easier. These viruses, this experiment from China is a very telling tale. And whether it was on purpose or it wasn't, they now have the knowledge of how easily it is to spread a disease globally and be the first to inoculate and recover because they were, they were ahead of everybody. The big reason why Americans don't trust the government with their money, their medicine, or their lives, again, is because there is so much disinformation and so much up and down, left and right, and so many smoke screens. Nobody knows. And again, 
If something is good for us, why the need to push it so hard? And more importantly, why circumvent the discussion altogether? Why can't we have a conversation about this? Why can't we take the time to actually voice our concerns without being ridiculed? Why is it take it and shut up or don't take it and shut up? It doesn't make much sense. The door-to-door grabs, the continued mask wearing, they will not let go of control. The thing is, is that the people who have not worn masks, the people who've run around during this thing, the people who have been going outside are the 50% who will never wear it. And they are alive today. And yes, some of them are getting COVID and they're dying. That is their choice if that's what they want to do. Put your own mask on, get your own shot, do what's best for you and leave us all the fuck alone. That's the message. And we don't trust the narrative. We've got the whole world in China's hands. The U.S. women's national soccer team is denying team members turn their backs on a 98-year-old World War II veteran as he played the national anthem before an exhibition game, claiming that some players were simply looking at the flag at the other end of the stadium. Quote, get your facts straight before you assume anything, U.S. midfielder Carol Carly Lloyd tweeted. Well, Carly, why would anyone assume that the players were showing disrespect during playing of our national anthem? Maybe it's because long before U.S. track and field athlete Gwen Berry turned her back on the flag while the national anthem played, it was the U.S. national women's soccer team that was demanding the right to protest the anthem. Maybe it's because in 2016, U.S. co-captain Megan Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-Rapinoe-R
the flag, they show disrespect for Pete and all the veterans who fought under that flag. They show disrespect for all of Pete's comrades who sacrificed their lives so they could have the freedom to play a kid's game for a living. It's one thing for players to protest the anthem on their own free time, but it's quite another to do so while playing on the international stage for Team USA. You are the ambassador of Team USA. Kind of makes it crazy to hate it. Can you imagine somebody coming out? Wayne Gretzky. Hey, Wayne, what do you think of the Los Angeles Kings? I think we fucking suck. That's what I think. Whoa. He's going to get traded. Well, he wouldn't get traded. It's the, it's the great one. They would just put a muzzle on him. But the point is, folks, you're on Team USA. It doesn't make much sense that you hate your team. With both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games set to take place during the coming year, athletes should not be allowed to protest the Stars and Stripes while wearing the Stars and Stripes. If you can't show respect for the U.S. National Anthem, then don't play for the U.S. National Team. Pretty simple. Indeed, American athletes who insist on protesting their own country on the international stage are playing right into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party, which will host the Winter Olympics in 2022. Just as Nazi Germany used the 1936 Olympics to legitimize its murderous regime, Communist China sees the Olympic Games as an opportunity to increase its global legitimacy and deflect attention from its brutal suppression of freedom in Hong Kong and its genocide against the Uyghur Muslims. During a U.S.-China summit in Anchorage earlier this year, the head of the Chinese delegation, Yang Zhiqi, laid out the Communist Party line. The Black Lives Matter movement shows that the, quote, the challenges faced in the United States and human rights are deep-seated, and that many people with the United States actually have little confidence in the democracy of the United States. Therefore, Yang said, it is important for the United States to change its own image and to stop advancing its own democracy in the rest of the world. Sit and spin, you dictator dick. If U.S. athletes protest the national anthem in Beijing, they'll be echoing this Chinese communist propaganda. Instead, maybe they should focus their protests on China's systemic rape and forced sterilization of the Uyghur women. Or perhaps they could call out their own corporate sponsors, such as Nike, which has been credibly implicated in the use of Uyghur forced labor and has lobbied Congress to water down the bipartisan Uyghur, oh, it's Uyghur, I forgot, sorry, Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, which would ban imported goods made with forced labor in China's Xinjiang region. Unlike woke anthem protests, that would be an act of real courage and perhaps even some personal sacrifice. But all of those Olympic athletes do have Nike on the back of their clothes at the same time. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? It's a little too ironic, yes, I really do think. You can't wear the American flag because of the oppression of America, but you're completely okay with Chinese oppression. Nike CEO actually said, we are a Chinese company. Are you shitting me? This is what I was talking about earlier. Contradiction. The Democrats are fantastic. They have no problem looking like a bunch of hypocrites. They contradict themselves constantly. And if only the virtue signaling helps them out with more votes and more power and to gain the notoriety and attention to have more people under their flock, they can give rat's ass whether they look like hypocrites or not. They get to decide what you need to be worried about. They get to decide what you need to be concerned about. They tell you what to protest about. And you be good little robots and sheep and do exactly what they say. Now you hear? If not, you won't be able to get that little piece of the proverbial pie, which is maybe some debt canceled. Or possibly your taxes won't be raised and you might get kickbacks from a multi-billionaire who's worked his ass off for his company. And everyone will get equal portions of nothing. I have said it a hundred times. We need to stop allowing the liberals to set the tone of conversation in this country. And we have to get back to the questions. The questions that may sometimes hurt. What the hell are we doing? 
Why are we worried about pronouns? Why are we worried about bathrooms? Why are we worried about the flag right now? Let's go ahead and fix homelessness. Let's fix people being murdered on the streets. Let's, for, let's fix the borders. Let's fix trade. Let's fix infrastructure, medical, social security. How about the frivolous spending of $32 trillion and another $6 trillion on the horizon? How about balancing the fucking budget? We've got bigger fish to fry and the lowbrow thinking and the low-hanging fruit, which can never be touched because it's already rotten to the core, we need to start throwing rocks at the higher end of the tree and stop sitting down on the ground and in the trudges. It's time to have a higher-level conversation in this country, and it doesn't start with kneeling. Folks, that's it for me. Let's see the magical wonder of time. Oh, short of an hour. Good, I kept it under. Folks, thanks for staying with me. Thanks for listening to my dentist story. I know you may not relate to that and say, listen, man, my teeth look awesome and yours suck. But hey, that's okay. You can love me. You can hate me. We can agree. We can disagree. Just don't unfriend me. Folks, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. I'll go in and go out like I always do. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans have a hard time. 22 commit suicide a day. Traumatic brain injury. PTS, depression, anxiety are all real things and they suffer from it. Please reach out to a vet today. If you can't, ask me. Give me an email. Give me a call. Send me a PM. I will help if I can. If you have a son or daughter, maybe they just need someone to talk to. Maybe they can talk to me. Lastly, the Veteran Crisis Hotline turns nobody away. You can go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the link VCL at the top right-hand corner. You'll be connected via Skype operator or directly to your phone. Take a second. Let's help save a vet's life. If you are not a veteran and you're a civilian, remember... They won't turn you away either. They are in the business of helping and saving lives. Folks, thank you so much. That is it for my show tonight. I will see you tomorrow night, bright-eyed and bushy-tail. Be good to each other. Have fun. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe right over here. Go to YouTube. Make sure you follow. Do all that type of stuff. Leave a like. It's important. It keeps the lights on. Have a great night, everybody. And the new outro you've been waiting for is just for you.